Hey there, my name is Chris Wallace, and I am the lead pastor at Hope City Church in Bismarck, North Dakota. We exist to lead people to enjoy Jesus and multiply disciples in real life. We are so glad you're checking out our podcast today. We hope this message inspires you, challenges you, and most importantly, draws you closer to Jesus in a real way. For more information about Hope City, you can check out our website at hopecitybismarck.com. Alrighty, guys. Well, good morning. Welcome to uh, Hope City Church. So this uh, this morning, I kind of said uh, a few minutes ago that uh, we're, we're starting this new series uh, for the Christmas season called The Light of the World. So it says this in John 8, uh, verse 12. It says, And Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus came to to be the light of the world and to bring his followers out of darkness. So as part of this uh, Christmas series, we're following um, the themes of Advent. And each week we're going to look at how Jesus is the light of the world and how as the light of the world, he brings hope, peace, joy, and love to us. Uh, So we're able... Um, to begin this series today and focus on the life-changing and life-giving light of the world, Jesus Christ. And it is so vital for us to remember why we even celebrate Christmas um, and what this holiday is all about. So our our, our culture, like it does with most things, uh, it takes something good and it just runs with it, right? Uh, So Christmas is a lot of fun, um, but it is easy to get caught up and lost in the hustle and bustle of the Christmas season. And many of us will be uh, looking for those same four attributes of hope, peace, joy, and love out of um, things uh, of, of the Christmas season. But they'll, they'll be looking for it in, in things like presents under the tree, you know, hoping to get the right thing. Or they'll be looking for some peace um, out of that end-of-the-year bonus at work. Or they'll, they'll be... <coughs> looking out for joy or love out of their family or their friends. And these things in and of themselves are not bad. But when we focus, when our focus shifts from Jesus to the things and the people of this world, well, we're left in a, with a void in, inside of ourselves that can only be filled by the hope, peace, joy, and love that comes from trusting in Jesus. So we don't uh, do this as a Christmas series just to have fun with the holiday, but we are focusing on Jesus in the truth that the world has never been the same since his birth. And with that in mind, I want to shift our focus um, to the text today that comes out of Isaiah. Uh, we're going to look at this, que- or at this passage. We're going to answer two questions out of it. We're going we're we're to ask the question and answer, why do we need hope? And ask and answer the question, where does our hope come from? So let's, uh, let's look back at this text and walk through it together and hear about this hope that comes from this prophecy in God's word. Uh, and I, I do want to preface um, what, I, what we're going to say here today, that you're, the translation on the screen and that I'm reading might be a little bit different than what you have in your Bible or on your app. I'm, I'm reading the NLT today. It's a lot more like palatable. This, this message, when, when I found out I was going to get to preach this week, um, 
uh, this, I was reading this and I was like, this feels very confusing. There's like a lot of words in here that, that I know the meaning of these words, but like I'm having a hard time making a gel. So I start reading other translations. I usually do that anyway, anytime I preach, but uh, the NLT just felt very friendly um, to me and felt very inviting to, to be able to, to learn, to hear, maybe for the first time and to be able to, to learn from it. So let's, if you want to, to follow along, if you have your phone with you or anything, we are going to be reading out of the NLT, um, but the points are all the same. So let's, let's, let's look back at uh, verse 1. So this, this opens with the word, nevertheless. So this is kind of a response um, that, that, that tells me that there's, there's something that has happened before this, right? And so this is kind of a response to what's happening at the end of chapter 8. So I just want to read these to you real quick and just listen to what they say. It says here in chapter 8, verses 20 through 22, it says, Look to God's instructions and teachings. People who contradict his word are completely in the dark. They will go from one place to another, weary and hungry. And because they are hungry, they will rage and curse their king and their God. They will look up to heaven and down at the earth, but wherever they look, there will be trouble and anguish and dark despair. They will be thrown out in the darkness. So essentially what is happening here is if you read chapter 8, you have the people of Judah, that's God's people, right? And they're walking in darkness. They are living, um, just to put it simply, they're living a life that is apart from God's word, apart from God's law. And they found themselves in this deep, uh, state of despair and anguish. So when we read verse one, it is important to understand why that word nevertheless is there. There is a response. Um, this is a response that's happening to the previous passage. And this says, nevertheless, the time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. And out of, um, out of verse one, that first sentence is really all I want to focus on. And you know, with this, it gives us a great opportunity to answer one of our questions that we posed before we started. It's why do we need hope, right? That answer may be clear, but the truth is that Jesus brings us out of darkness and wandering and into a light that never fades. So check out what First Peter 2.9 has to say about this. It says, but you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. So our hope is not simply that darkness has an end, right? It's so much bigger than that. Our hope is that Jesus was born of a virgin and lived a life without blemish and died for our sins so that we can have new life in him and no longer be wanderers lost in darkness. Jesus is the hope for the Israelites that this prophecy was delivered to, and he is our hope today, for today, tomorrow, and forever. So don't miss it that from the very start of this text, we're being pointed to Jesus in the hope that he brings. Let's look at verse 2. We're going to kind of expand on that. It says, The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. So here in verse 2, we're furthering this theme of our rescue from darkness. This verse reminds me of a a dream I had once. I was, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, whatever. But um, in this dream, I was just driving down the road, 
right? Driving along, and all of a sudden, like, I'm not on the road anymore. And then I'm not in my car. And it's just pitch black, dark outside, right? And I'm, like, running through the darkness trying to find something, some sign of life. So, you, you know, when it's pitch black outside, have you ever seen that depicted in a movie or whatever? A lot of times they'll see like a light off in the distance. That's kind of what I was looking for. Um, I never did eventually find the light. You know, I just woke up because I guess my brain was like, this is terrifying. I don't like this. So I woke up and uh, I'm not really like a big thinker. I'm like, hey, let's try and interpret these dreams or whatever. But that's just a picture of what it, what it looks like. <coughs> Excuse me. I had the flu a couple weeks ago and I'm still like getting over it. And so anyway, if I start like sounding like I'm dying up here, I'm not dying. I'm okay. I just have a cough. So anyway, I think this is a great representation though of what it looks like. Um, when this, when this passage talks about being lost and wandering in darkness. Um, so if you could just imagine, imagine that image of being lost in the darkness and frantically searching for some kind of light, something to cling to. That, that's where we find ourselves apart from Jesus. You, you know, and we may not realize it, but we aren't. But when we aren't living in his light, we are lost in darkness and seek for a light that we'll look for in so many different things. So to keep with the theme of the holiday, we look for light in gifts or food or time off of work or the right song, you know, to pick us up. We're like, fuck, just hear that one Christmas song or whatever, you know, sometimes you can't remember it and you just hope to hear it. Whatever it may be that we find light in, it is a light that will eventually fade. It is only when we place our faith in Jesus that we find a light that never fades in a hope that we can cling to for all eternity. So let's keep tracking through these verses. Uh, Let's look at verses three through five. They say this, they say, you will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior in the uniforms blood stained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. So let's think about this for just a moment in the context of the people that this was delivered to. In the history of Israel up to this point, they've been in a lot of battles. They've won some, they've lost some. They've been slaved, they've been captive, they've been lost, and they've been set free. So to hear this message of hope that they will have victory and freedom must be one of those moments, you know, in the movies where like the the hero, he gives like the big, big speech, like right before they ride off into battle, you know, like they're hearing this message that they will have victory over their enemies. But if we look at the bigger picture and maybe if we look in the mirror, we see our own sin that we might be a slave or a captive to. So has anybody, anybody ever heard the song? Um, no longer slaves. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. When I sing that song or when I hear that song, I like to replace the word fear with sin, right? Because God has delivered us from that. These lyrics, they're powerful. If you haven't heard that song, I just uh, encourage you, just check it out. Just no longer slaves. It's a good song. It's a very powerful song that praises God for rescuing us from our sins so that we are no longer (coughs) captive to them. So let's just pause for a moment um, because there is a moment of tension here, right? If we think inward about what it is you might be captive to, 
Maybe there are money issues that cause you stress and worry. Maybe you have this reoccurring sin and you keep telling yourself that this is the last time. Maybe your marriage isn't where you want it to be right now. Or maybe your dream job isn't what you hoped it would be. We can quickly become captive to these things in our life. But the hope in Jesus and the truth of God's word is that there is freedom from sin. There is salvation to be found in Jesus and trusting and hoping in him brings us into a light that casts out all darkness. So now, now hear me when I say this, right? That, that faith in Jesus is not like a, not a magic pill, so to speak. It's not a, a one-time cure-all that will never sin again. So we still need this habit of repentance and turning back to God. But I, I do, I urge you that if you have something in your life that you're held ta- captive to, to let it go and to hope in the saving name of Jesus Christ. Because that is the greatest hope that we have this morning. The name of Jesus Christ, the perfect life that he lived. That is the hope that we need to cling to. He is the only light that will not fade. That can bring us out of our darkness, no matter what it is. So let's look at um, verses 6 and 7. They say this. They say, for a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end, and he will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. So in these two two verses here that close out the passage, There's a lot of background connections, and there's a lot of theology happening right here in these final two verses. Uh, I just kind of want to barely touch the tip of the iceberg just to keep our time time here short and to the point because we're we're focusing on on hope today. That's our Advent theme today, Um, and and I I don't want to stray too far from that, getting lost in in details and history of what's happening in this passage. We want to focus on the hope that Jesus brings. So what is fascinating to me about this passage though, uh, this prophecy was written like, or not written, but it was delivered 700 ish, you know, give or take a few years um, prior to the birth of Christ. So back two chapters. um, If you, if you were to look into chapter seven, the prophet Isaiah tells us of the birth of Jesus. And now here he is speaking on the majesty of Jesus. So I do suggest that, you know, if you have time, just dig into this passage and trace all the, all the dotted lines that this passage has to offer. But to focus us back onto the theme of hope, I want to look at our two questions that we, we preface today's message with. We asked beforehand, why do we need hope? And why, where does our hope come from? We need hope because without it, we are wanderers lost in darkness. We are captives to our sins, and we are in need of a light to shine on that darkness and show us the way. So I'm sure, you know, you may have picked up the answer to the second question now, but to ask it again, where does our hope come from? It comes from Jesus. Our hope everlasting is found in Jesus, who is the greatest hope that we could have ever been given. Jesus was perfect because we never could be. Jesus was given to us so that we could be brought out of the darkness 
and into his everlasting light. I hope that you've been able to track with me you, you know, throughout the sermon today, but if you haven't, then hear this. Hear that Jesus is the greatest hope of all. He's not just another prophet, another person who walked the earth. He's not just a great teacher. He's not dead in the ground anymore. He is our living hope for yesterday, for today, tomorrow, and forever. And to reiterate the point, he is the greatest hope of all. Because if we look back on this passage, you, you know, your, your first read might not be, hey, this is a great passage about hope. <laughs> but if we, if we begin to, to study it and look at it, we see from the very beginning of it that, that we're being pointed. We, we have these promises and we're being pointed to this, this light that brings us out of darkness. We're, and then it, it ends very clearly on, on Jesus, on the Messiah that was given to us. Your Bible might even, um, even like have the, the preface, a, a child given to us, um, like at the very top, you know, section, heading, whatever you call those things. I don't know. Anyway, you guys get the point of what I'm saying. Jesus is real hope for real life this morning. And if you don't have that hope in Jesus, if you're searching for hope or if you're searching for light in the things of this world, if you're looking for something to, to cure whatever has you captive this morning, I'm, I, I ask you, let it go. Give that away to God. Let him redeem that through his son, Jesus. We've sang songs about it this morning. And when we're, when we're done, we're going to respond in song. We're going to respond with a song called Our Living Hope. That Jesus is our living hope. He is risen over our sin. He is, he was perfect. He lived a spotless life so that we could have a light that brings us out of darkness, that casts out all darkness that cannot be put out. So we, we, we are going to wind down right now. And as we close and respond, I invite you to, to place your faith in the greatest hope of all, if you have not already, if you have, then I simply ask this, do you really believe that Jesus is the greatest hope of all? Is he your hope when you wake up every day or do you still find yourself hoping for things of this world to fulfill you? Cause I really think if we're all honest, we, we, we all still hope for the things of this world. We're looking for our friends or our jobs or, or our money to fulfill us. But, the truth is that Jesus is the only hope that, that we have, the only light that can, that can shine in on darkness that can never be put out. So I just want us to, to focus on that as we respond. Use this as a time, to, as we're going to sing, that Jesus is our living hope. Use this as a time to, to respond and think, is that true for you? Is Jesus really your living hope this morning? So, you know, every Sunday we take communion. Um, we're going to do something a little bit different um, for, for the, the series we're in, The Light of the World. Um, to go along with the theme of Advent, we're going to have uh, a candle that will light each week. So we have the four uh, themes that we observe. Ours today was for hope. I hope that we've made that clear. Um, today is hope. And then we have joy, peace, and love. And, and the truth is that Jesus brings all of these things. Jesus 
encapsulate all, encapsulates all of these things. And so each week we'll respond with the lighting of the candle and then we'll respond in song. So I just want to use this time as the same way you would use communion. Use this time as a time to reflect. And like I said, answer that question of where does your hope come from? Because if it doesn't come from Jesus, your, your hope is, is, is in things that will fade. It is in a light that will fade. I promise you it will. But if you place your hope, if you place your faith in Jesus, you will have hope in a light that will never fade. So let's pray together. And then Sean's going to light the candle for us. And then we'll respond in song. Father God, I just, I come to you right now. And Lord, we thank you for your word. Uh, we thank you for Jesus, that he is hope that he is real hope for our lives, God, that he is a light that will never fade, a light that cannot be put out. So, Lord, as we respond today, we've heard your word. We've sang songs about you. God, we've, we've spoken your word together. So, Lord, as we respond one more time in song, God, I pray, I ask that everybody here in this room can proclaim with boldness that Jesus is their living hope, that he was perfect, that he rose over our sins, God, that the stone was rolled away and he is victorious over it. And Lord, I pray that they can trust in that and know it to be true because we all need that, God. We need to stop searching for, for hope or for light in the things of this world, God, and we need to turn to you and we need to turn to your son. And it's in Jesus' name that we ask all these things. Amen.